Welcome to episode 155 of Amen, Brother Ben. Uh, This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God, acting like Jesus, getting ready for Easter this week. And we've been picking out some different points of Passion Week or Holy Week uh, to talk about because it's not just about knowing what happened then, but how walking in the way of Jesus uh, can change your life right now. Like, it's good that we can say, well, this happened after this. You know, we get the whole Sunday school answer of, you know, giving the facts and figures because this was an actual historical event, the crucifixion of Jesus. And this powerful week, uh, tense week leading up to his death, burial, and resurrection that would rock the universe forever. But we've been looking at some of these other little events and what, what, what can we glean from them? What can we take from them? Because we're, all, we're, we're supposed to believe in Jesus. We're supposed to worship Jesus. Uh, but we're also supposed to walk in the way of Jesus. And so the way Jesus carried himself, the things that he didn't necessarily say with his mouth, but he communicated with his actions, there's a lot that we can learn from that uh, that will help us to become more and more like him. Uh, and so I want to concentrate uh, today because we're going to be talking over the weekend. Hopefully, if you don't have a place to worship, by the way, for Easter, I'd love for you to come uh, and worship with us at Freedom Family Church in Siler City. Just go to lovesiler.com for all the directions and information uh, about that. But uh, there's so much going on in this week, it's hard to cover all in one sermon. And one of, I think, my, I don't want to say it's my favorite parts of Easter week, because obviously resurrection is should take that cake. But... Um, to me, one of the ones that resonates the most, it's not necessarily the happiest moment of the week. In fact, it's one of the more difficult moments of the week, at least emotionally speaking. Jesus hadn't begun to be whipped or tortured uh, and, and wasn't necessarily suffering physically. But you see the first glimpses of his suffering, besides maybe when he cried coming in on the donkey that we talked about on Monday, but uh, some personal anguish. Uh, when he is in the Garden of Gethsemane. They've had their, uh, as we talked about yesterday, their Lord's Supper, Last Supper gathering. And uh, you can read about this in a couple different places. Uh, Mark 14, Luke 22, uh, John 18. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 26. Um, It says in verse 36, it says, Jesus uh, then went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. And he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he become ang- and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So he went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. And then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch me for even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Verse 42, it says, then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, Father, if this cup can be taken away unless uh, I drink it, your will be done. He's saying, take this from me if at all possible, but if not, 
I'll do what you want me to do. And then he returned again, found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went and prayed a third time, saying the same things again. And then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And that transitions to the point where uh, Jesus was arrested. But in the moments leading up to the beginning of the hardest part of Jesus' life, um, he, he asks his, his closest friends to go with him uh, for support. Now, a lot of times I like to rag on Peter, James, and John. Come on, dude. The guy that has that you know is the Messiah that you've been following around doing miraculous things with for three years is, is in pain, is suffering, is worried, right? Um, is con- well, I don't say worried, but he's concerned. The very human side of Jesus was on display here, and he, he Jesus needed a friend. He needed somebody. And so uh, my first instinct is to go, you sorry son of a guns. You couldn't even stick with Jesus during that. And we could go in and talk about how quickly we bail on Jesus. But that's not what I want to look at today. Because Jesus, just in, just in his, whether they came through for him or not, Jesus inviting them into this very personal uh, moment and, and, and asking for their help, that is that is a communicates a huge truth of the importance of close relationships, and how that even Jesus at his weakest moment could make use of close friends. And see what I see happening in a lot of people's lives, a lot of Christians' lives, is they go through something, they go through a hard time, and instead of running into the arms of the of of their uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, they run away. Then instead of uh, leaning on, on a shoulder that they can cry on, they end up trying to go lone wolf and handle it themselves. Now, obviously, we haven't, most of us probably haven't gone through what Jesus was about to go through, but there is certain things that you have probably experienced in your life that feel like they were life and death. And sometimes, depending on your medical history or some of the other things you've got going on, could have been life or death. And And how... How crazy is it that we think we can handle these things by ourselves when Jesus himself sought out those friendships, those those couple of people that was going to be with him and literally until the end of the line. And that's to me a, a, a huge and this is not this is a powerful sequence by itself. The fact that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is experiencing the worst part of anguish and and dread and and the and weightiness that that we as human beings will experience so it's not he's not a stranger to suffering and sorrow and 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 the, and sadness and all the things that we experience so we have a, a Jesus that gets that that's a huge thing but to me it's 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 even bigger uh, of of a, a a blinking red sign that that our relationships are so important that we, we can't possibly deal with the load and the burden that the world is going to give us. That God has given us grace and mercy in the form of friends and, and church family and, and brothers and sisters in Christ that, that will be there for us. <laughs> Sometimes they might not know that they're there for us, 
But do you have people that will go with you into the garden? Hopefully your friends don't go to sleep on you. Hopefully they care a little bit more than that. But do you have a handful of people that, you, that will take and go with you into your deepest, darkest moments and be uh, the, the beacons for, for, for God's love and comfort? Uh, if not, you've got to start. You got to, in order to have friends, you got to be friendly. You've got to go out and be that for someone else, even when it's inconvenient. That's the love of God, bearing each other's burdens. So in that way, we fulfill the law of Christ. Well, we hope you have a very happy, blessed Easter. Hope that you'll finish out your weekend worshiping and celebrating our risen King. We have nothing to be afraid of. Death has no power over us anymore. If you are in Christ, you are forgiven. Jesus has paid your debt and made the way to our Heavenly Father available to us. We hope you have a very happy Easter. If you need anything from me at all, amenben.com. <laughs>